You know it's funny. People on the outside don't really get what's going on. But they always got something to say. <laughs> yeah. What's going on, folks? This is Daryl, your host of Narratives Over Wine and Whiskey podcast, where we discuss issues that impact black and millennial communities while having a good drink. This week, I've got Glenlivet Caribbean Reserve Single Malt Scotch Whiskey, selectively finished in barrels that held Caribbean rum. Pretty good bottle. Um, got it recently. Just picked it up by chance. I, I'm on a little bit of a Glenlivet kick right now. So I've got a few of their single malts. And I'm really enjoying it. But yeah, today I made with it an easy cocktail shot of sweet vermouth, a shot of, um, of this scotch right here, and three dashes of bitters, a cocktail uh, cherry, all over ice. Put it into a shaker, shook it up. Not bad. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can get with this. Um, so I picked up this scotch last week and it really has some very fruity notes um, a sweeter scotch but one that I think I'm going to enjoy not too pricey so that's always a win anyway we just got through the last ritual of the election process and that was the inauguration of the new president vice president um so that's cool right i'm glad that we got donald trump out of office that was very important when we're looking at how we progress how we move forward and really just holding someone accountable i don't think that donald trump was able to be not even controlled but held accountable for the things that he said and things that he did very opportunistic very narcissistic just as a as an individual he had more character flaws than I think the United States of America can deal with if we're really talking about progress um, change righting the wrongs of the past like there are a lot of issues I have with the way Trump led the American people so I'm glad he's out um, no question about it very glad he's out. But I also have many issues with the current administration um, or some of the, the past decisions of the current president specifically. Joe Biden, we got you here. Black people got you here. Women got you here. Specifically, black women got you here. Marginalized communities as a whole are the reason that you are currently the president of the United States of America. There were a lot of people who still stood by Donald Trump and overlooked his flaws for their own gain. It happens every election. you know. Somebody is trying to look out for themselves, their own best interest, the interests of their group, and someone has to take a loss. Thankfully, we got the guy who represents those who want to move backwards um, into a past America that did not serve 
a great percentage of the current population. We got the guy who wanted to serve those people out. I'm not trying to make America great again because America was never great for black people. Never. Hasn't been yet. Isn't today. I pray that eventually it will be, but it, it might have to do some shape-shifting. Today's episode comes directly from a tweet that I read by chance. Um, I follow this guy on Instagram named Raspy Rawls. And he reposted um, or screenshotted the post of a tweet from one Dr. Alex Hamilton that's uh, spelled traditionally at d-r-a-l-e-x-h-a-m-i-l-t-o-n i'll put um the link to his profile in my in my um episode notes and i'm not going to read the tweet word for word it's not sitting right in front of me but i will read the headline of the tweet that really caught my eye and caused me to read through the thread that, uh, that Raspy posted. It said we must divest from celebrity. And it was speaking specifically to our political process. And I, wanna, I want to go into that in depth. I have a big problem with celebrities. I do. I love entertainment. I love being entertained. I thoroughly enjoy music. Um, but I'm not the guy who is going to be looking at Jay-Z to tell me who to vote for. You know, Diddy saying vote or die had no impact on my decision to vote. Now, I know some people, that's where um, where they go to get their, their information. I'm not knocking. No, you know what? I'm not knocking that you went there for your information, but I expect you to do better going forward. I'm speaking specifically to black folks. Um, I know that there are people of every demographic who don't understand or don't um, don't educate themselves on the political process, but they're not my concern right now. I'm talking to black folks. Our entertainers can encourage us to vote. Sure, that's all well and good. But looking to our entertainers who aren't giving us reasons why we should vote for a certain candidate um, as the, um, the end all and be all of our political process, it's not wise. We really, really have to divest from celebrity when we are looking at our political process. And that's even talking about the politicians that we select to put into office. I'll tell you real quickly, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, neither of them were my first choices when it came to the 2020 election season. They weren't. They weren't the first choices of a lot of us. We knew we had to go with the lesser of two evils. We knew that if we didn't vote Democrat, we're going to get Trump again. I get it. I voted for Joe Biden. There are things that he um, he says I don't agree with. There are policies that he's enacted or supported that are not in the best interest of my community. Um, there are is-
issues that he stands against to this day, um, Wilder Voice, that I think have the potential to harm black people, but I don't believe that they have the potential to harm black people more than some of the policies um, and the rhetoric of the the immediate past president. Uh, he is Voldemort. His name shall not be spoken here. No, I'm joking. I don't care. Man, I say the man's name. I don't care. Um, you know, things that concern me, right? Things that concern me are issues like gun control. Uh, when we're talking about Joe Biden, we know that he has a a very um, progressive view on firearm legislation. It's not conservative, right? It's progressive. So conservative would be the Second Amendment, standing beside the Second Amendment, saying this is how it's always been and we want to conserve that school of thought. That is a conservative view on, um, on gun control. Opposite end of the spectrum, right? Progressive. You want to progress past that. I don't have a problem with progressive gun control if it is progressive for all. When you want to place an additional tax on gun ownership, all that does is hurts poor legal gun owners. I'm going. I'm going a little bit onto a tangent, but I'm going to bring it back to divest, divesting from celebrity. Um, but if I already spent five hundred dollars on, you know, a nine millimeter, I have three magazines for it. Um, I paid my taxes. Then, in order to keep my gun, now you also want to charge me another however much for the magazines. What if I can't afford that? What if that wasn't in my budget? You know, we always tell um, people who are near the poverty line, middle class to to um, poverty. I hate saying low class, but as far as economic status goes, uh, middle to low class people, we tell them, hey, you should be budgeting. You should do this, that, and the other to make sure that you can move up. So if I do budget, and I did budget, and I legally purchased this firearm, accounted for everything I needed to pay for it and now I have to pay more taxes to keep it or I have to give it up I have I have an issue with that because once again it yields itself that's a, a law or a policy that yields itself to the wealthy the penalties of law should not be determined based on one's ability to pay or not pay right a law should not work in my favor because I have more money. A law should be indiscriminate of economic or social status. The problem is in America, it's not. The law actually often benefits those of a certain socioeconomic class. Problem with Joe Biden. Joe, you want to add additional taxes for the types of guns people have. So the only people who can afford those guns. Like I might be able to afford the retail value of said firearm, but I can't afford the taxes that you want to enact. 
that's a problem. Why? Because statistically in the United States of America, why, for me, statistically in the United States of America, there are more wealthy white people than black people. So, it doesn't mean all the white people are going to buy guns, but it means more of them can buy guns than we can. Not about a race war, it's about the ability to protect yourself in the event of someone entering your home or threatening your person. That's one problem with Joe Biden. Didn't really raise this issue before the election, only because I didn't feel strongly enough about the firearm issue to allow Donald Trump to remain in office and continue to hurt black people. But Joe Biden, I'm also, I'm gonna push back if you try to try to um, hurt black people or, or infringe upon our rights simply because of our race and or socioeconomic status. Back to divesting from celebrity. We have made celebrities out of our politicians and the problem with that is we're at the point now where within the United States of America, if you don't look a certain way, if you don't carry yourself in a certain fashion, if you don't dress to the nines, you are less likely to be elected for an office that you are very well qualified. I already said it. Joe was not my candidate of choice. My candidate of choice was Bernie Sanders. To me, when we're talking about actual progress, true social welfare of the people, all people in America, regardless of race, class, status, um, past, all factors. When we're talking about actual equity, not just equality, but making a level playing field for all citizens of the United States of America. I gotta go with my man Bernie, right? Mr. Meme right now, the, the Bernie Sanders mittens. Bernie intellectually is one of the greatest politicians of the past, of the past century. What, what right and what credentials do I have to speak to that? Speaking from the lens of a black man in America, I have a degree in African American studies. Speaking as a student of history, I have not only always been fond of the history of the United States of America and the world as a whole, but since 10th grade, I've taken courses on, you know, advanced history, um, world, domestic, um, and it, it, it has opened my eyes to what it really looks like to be a true leader in different eras of the United States of America. say something that's not popular I'm also going to say something that's true Barack Obama was a great president for the morale of black people Barack Obama was not a great president for black people 
He wasn't bad. He did a lot of good. But he did a lot of good for America. He did not do a lot of good specifically for black folks. Policy-wise. Did great things for our ego. You know, for 43 straight presidents, we saw white men elected into the highest office in the land. That's problematic in a nation that is not 100% white or even 90% white. If I'm in the UK, excuse me, if I'm in Great Britain in 1701, I would expect to see every single monarch be a white person. Um, everyone in the House of Lords be a white person. Not only would I expect it, but I would be okay with it because that is representative of the free population of Great Britain at the time. It's cool. If everybody who's free is a white man, everybody who's able to own land is a white man, then a white man running that country forever is cool. But guess what? We've been free since 1865, 1866. Where the hell are the presidents who are black? Where are our elected officials? Where are the people who look like us? If we truly have the same opportunities as everyone else, then why the hell don't we have representation in the highest office of the land? Barack did that. I don't knock him for it. I appreciate it because one day my son will say, I want to be like Barack Obama. I always had to say, I will be the first black president. He did that. We did that. We elected him. So that I'm not I'm not at all upset about the fact that Barack was president. And he was the best um, the best option at the time. Sadly, we work with a two-party system. Working with a two-party system means you have to choose one of two candidates who best speaks to what you need. But we elected a celebrity. We elected the cool guy with some swag. Am I lying? Barack is smart. Barack is very smart. But when we're talking about qualifications, political qualifications, does he really have the resume to be the president of the United States? For any other job, there's no way I'm going from office manager to department manager to CEO. That's just not happening. Nowhere in the United States of America at a fortune, we'll say fortune 200 company. You'll never see that happen. But because we are invested in celebrity, because status means so much, because we like to see a success story. You know what? We like your story, man. We think we can sell it. It's very marketable. We're going to put you in this position. Cool. Guess who used that right after uh, Barack's two terms? <laughs> Your man, Donald Trump. Trump said, you know what? I'm a celebrity too. So I'm going to do this. And this isn't new. 
How do you think Ronald Reagan became president, right? Ronald Reagan was an actor, for those who didn't know. The Kennedys, the Kennedys, um, you know, their, their compound, Camelot, the family story is so majestic. We create celebrities in the United States and we do it sometimes in the form of arts, which is cool, right? Artists, no problem. But when we're doing it with politicians whose intellectual capacity we're supposed to be leaning on, what does that really say? Joe Biden, just by proximity to Barack Obama, y'all call him Uncle Joe. He's been given celebrity status in the black community. Um, you know, put some black people around you and oh, wow, you good now. It's like the white guy who dates the black girls in college. Oh, yeah, he's cool. He's one of us. But nah. That's not entirely true. And our fixation on that celebrity status, that fly coat someone wears, the, the Dior glasses, the Gucci shoes, the, the Louboutins, our focus on those things inhibit us from making wise decisions because we like the way the people look. You know, we're getting pimped sometimes, y'all, just by the way someone talks and the people they hang around. We're not looking at the policies. We're not looking at their past decisions, their track record. We're looking at, yo, Barack chose him, so he's got to be good. I don't know, man. You know, Jay-Z supports him, so he's got to be good. Check this out. It's not that I support Joe Biden. I just can't stand Donald Trump. And we need to make that very clear, one. And two, let's hold these politicians accountable. I ain't got to hold Jim Jones accountable for a bad album. If J. Cole flops tomorrow, I ain't got to hold him accountable. But the person who will decide my legacy's educational opportunities. Oh, yeah, bro. I need you. I need you on, on your P's and Q's. I don't care what, what you're wearing. And that's why I supported Bernie, because Bernie will wear whatever he wants. Bernie will be out here looking crazy. Bernie will make sure that he drops his package off at the post office right after he leaves the inauguration. Bernie ain't trying to be cool for y'all. Bernie is trying to be good to y'all. And we overlooked him because he's not cool enough. He can't because of his age, right? Bernie looks old, sure. But Bernie is right there, you know, within a stone's throw of Joe Biden and Donald Trump. My challenge to y'all over these next four years as we move into another election, because we need to be thinking four years ahead right now, just like our opposition is doing. I challenge us to stop looking at what the candidates are wearing and start hearing what they're saying. We can't get caught up in this again, y'all. We can't. I don't want to choose the lesser of two evils. I want to choose the candidate who is going to look out for one, black folks. Put some policies in place that are going to strengthen the black community economically, socially, educationally, entrepreneurially. Shit. I mean, I know there's a separation between church and state, but spiritually, morally, we need we need more. We need something that is going to level the playing field for us.
Secondly, he needs to look out. Excuse me. Uh, this is this is my my Freudian blank. That's my Freudian brain slipping. He or she need to look out for the best interest of the country. Does that mean strengthening our military budget? I don't know. I think we spend quite a bit on military versus what we spend in the classroom. That's a problem. Um, Does that mean paying reparations to black people in forms of grants for small businesses? Hmm. Maybe. Does that mean forgiving student loans? I don't know how these things will work, but I need people to figure out what the country is going to do in the future because we're stuck between a rock and a hard place and I'm sure that our enemies are sitting there chomping at the bit right now. They are ready to let loose on us. And with all this division, we're giving them the green light. It's on yellow right now. But if we keep moving the way we are, I can easily see us being first infiltrated and secondly overthrown by a foreign power. We got to get on the same page and that means the page of of progress for all Americans. Um, Let's divest from celebrity and start to invest in, in intellect and policy. That's all I got for y'all today. Let me finish this Glenn Livet. Enjoy the rest of my Sunday. Cheers. Thanks for tuning in today. As always, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Narrow Podcast. That's N-A-R-R-O-W Podcast. Additionally, we love reviews, constructive criticism, feedback, and any topics you'd like to hear in the future. Thank you for your support. Catch you again next week, same time, same place. Peace. The Narratives Over Wine and Whiskey podcast is a subsidiary of Daniels Development and Branding, LLC, here for all of your fundraising, creative direction, and storytelling needs.